right, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run The Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we are back with a request movie. Yes, we've gotten a request. It came in through the, the mail. Well, no, actually, my friend told me. Did you receive <laughs> a telegram? You see, Terry's got the secret society of friends that keeps bringing all these requests. We'll keep them coming anyways, but we got um, society as a request to watch. So we watched it. We did. We watched it. We're going to talk about it. So uh, That's what we do. That is what we do. So if if you're tripped up, um, this is Society from 1989. Okay, if you go look on Amazon, it says 1992 because that's when it was released in the U.S. Oh yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. They probably got freaked out by the ending scene and were like, "Man, we gotta wait a couple <laughs> years to release this in the U.S." Because it came out in Europe in '89, and I mean, it tripped me up. I had to text our group chat. I was like. Is this the right movie? Yeah, that was weird. I figured they just remastered it or something, but that's kind of crazy that they yeah, just waited on it. That they just released it in Europe and nowhere else. That's kind of strange. It's an American movie, isn't it? I assumed so. Maybe not. Here's here's the scoop. It was finished in 1989. It was released in much of Europe in the 89 to 90 time frame, but it didn't release in the U.S. until 92. It sounds like it had a staggered release. Uh, maybe they wanted to see how it did in the Europe first before they re- released it widely in the United States, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'd never heard of this movie until um, you brought it up last week, so. Yeah, me neither until yeah, my friend talked to me about it, so. It was by chance that I was even aware of its existence. Yeah, Amazon Prime put it in the front of my face a couple times being like, hey, this is related to other movies you've watched. I'm like, okay, and I just kind of scrolled past it. I'm not surprised by that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised. Like I said, my Amazon Prime recommendations are all out of whack for me because of what we watch. (laughs) Yeah, this this probably does not help matters. (laughs) It probably does not. But uh, anyway, so Society was directed by Brian... Yesna and um, currently on IMDb as a 6.5 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 55% tomato meter and a 51% audience score. And it kind of follows this high school student who gets uh, wrapped up in this secret society thing. And there's a big scene at the end. Yeah. That, you know, I don't know. I. I heard it was supposed to be really gross, but I just came out of it more confused than grossed out. So <laughs> I was pretty grossed out still. That was pretty gnarly. I mean, it is very disgusting. Didn't make you puke, though, like the last one? No, I didn't puke <laughs> on the last one. I almost did. But I think since I knew it was coming and I didn't eat anything beforehand, that may have helped. If you go look at the the Amazon Prime-like art for it, the cover art, that's some pretty gnarly looking stuff. So that's true. When I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wait and watch this <laughs> one. I know my belly's empty." We did wait till after dinner to watch before dinner. We watched this before we had dinner. <laughs> Planned ahead. <laughs> Can't tell if that's a good idea or a bad idea though. Because do you want to eat after you watch it? Uh, I did not particularly know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a light supper afterwards. 
I think I'd seen the end of this movie before, though. There's like one really particular moment that stands out that I'm fairly certain I'd seen on like a list of, you know, whatever, top 100 most shocking scenes in movies. Yeah, um, I could see this on one of those like internet videos where it's like most shocking things, you know. It, it seems like it would fit in there and it'd be one of those movies that like a lot of people haven't heard of, but and they're like, ooh, that's gnarly. Would describe my feelings throughout this movie. Yeah, what, what do you guys think of society? I feel like I should preface my review of this with, I didn't absolutely hate it. <laughs> There's worse things out there. All right. That's a sign for things to come, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just wanna, yeah, yeah. Just keep that in mind, I guess, as I talk about my feelings on this movie. I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, it's not perfect by any means, but it's just kind of weird. It's a very bizarre movie, and it, yeah, I it, it seems like something, a weird movie to be made, I guess. I'm surprised that it was produced, even. <laughs> but I'm kind of glad it did, you know? It's kind of cool. To, yeah, this obviously, this is just like some weird passion project that somebody wanted to make, and it, it's really like not aiming at any direct large audience. It's just kind of like something... It feels like the director wanted or the writer wanted or whatever. I think I saw somewhere where the director had said that he uh, wrote the plot of the movie around like special effects and gimmicks he wanted to do. That figures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so this is what it's called at the end. They call it the shunting. And um, I'm just going to say spoilers up front about this one. But it feels like they were just trying to get it to the end for the last 15 minutes of this movie. Not much was put into the rest of the movie. I mean, it's not that it's bad, but uh, it seems like a lot of bumbling around just to get there with some like high school drama thrown in there and some guy trying to act like he's going crazy and paranoid just to get to the shunting. Yeah, it's a, a real cheap high school drama, like real cheap. It's terrible for the first part. And then they mix it in with some conspiracy stuff, which is also not, like, very well thought out either and extremely predictable. So I'd say, yeah, the ironically, the best part of the movie is the end of it. But I still wouldn't say that you should watch the, <laughs> the end of this movie either. I will say the effects at the end when the shunting starts happening and everybody's like molding into each other and um, for lack of a better word, like sucking on each other. But <laughs> yeah, like combining and being, yeah, stretching out. Turned into the thing. Yep, yep. It's really well done and the effects are way better than I thought they would be for this movie. The practical effects are very good. And it feels like that's where like all the budget went and... That that's great for like a 1989 movie. I mean, it looks amazing. It looks so much better because if they tried to do that today, it would all be CGI, you know. So it has a little bit of a charm there, I guess, if that's the right word to use. <laughs> <is charm. laughs> I don't know about that. A slimy type of charm, yeah. Well, it, it's it's kind of like you know the thing in the fly where they have those really gross uh, practical effects that they put in the movie, which you you don't get that. In today's movies, they're just like, oh, we'll, we'll fix it in post, you know, to quote Bojack <laughs> Horseman. But, uh, yeah, but there's, there's substance for the fly and the thing, though, right? Like, there's 
a ton of substance that gives oh i can't think of the word i mean i would even say context you know yeah yeah thanks fox it gives context and justice for the gross things that happen this movie it's just basically gross for the sake of being gross which is gross (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i I, I think it's got something more to it than i don't I don't at all, considering some recent movies that have come out <laughs> that tell this tale much better. <laughs> I mean, it's all, you know, it's the main theme in this is all about, you know, the rich being separated from the lower class or whatever and how badly they're treated. And they're sucking off of them. Right. Yeah. It's all about how like insular the class is and how almost incestuous it is. What's the word? Um, nepotism kind of stuff. Like that's all what it is. So symbolically i could kind of see where he's going for with that i don't think it's just to be gross i think there is some subtext there that makes a lot of sense to me i would argue completely different you know i i will i'll admit my favorite thing when i'm watching a movie is when the director comes out and whacks me with the hammer that has a post-it note with the message of the film on it <laughs> <laughs> And that's what this movie... I'm being sarcastic, by the way. (laughs) Never would have guessed. That's what this movie does, 100%. There's no subtlety to it. It's just like... He's like, ah, this is a metaphor that I could use the justify, quotation marks, my nasty effects at the end of the movie, because I want to have people punch people up their butthole and have the mouth or hand come out the mouth, right? So <laughs> it it feels like he's just literally ramrodding this home, this message in here to give some context to the film. Shoving it up some the audience's butt. <laughs> Maybe that's the message, you know? Dan got shunted too. <laughs> I got shunted like by old Brian Yesna. <laughs> wow. If, if you want to watch like an actual good film about that type of thing go watch parasite please i mean that's how you do this type of story 100 percent. well here's the thing though it's not the same like that's not all that there is to this either i think it's also kind of about like the fear of growing up kind of like a weirdly like uh coming of age story gone wrong almost how do do tell do tell i want to hear he becomes a man in the middle of you're right yeah well yeah he's not 18 yet his sister's 18 sure she turns 18 in this movie um or she has her coming out party i assume that's her becoming an adult officially they're good buddies at the beginning you know they're like well not good buddies they don't really have a lot of time but they're talking she's like he's doing favors for her they're getting along but he starts to have this like underlying fear about like things are going weird she's changing that something's hiding and then I think it's all about, yeah, him, his fear of growing up and becoming an adult. All the adults he see, he, he doesn't trust. He, he wants to, like, stick with that with his friends and stuff, but everything's, like, moving around him. I'd say that's a, a very, 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 like, you got to look very hard to find that in this. I don't know. That's, like, the second thing I noticed besides the high society, low society. He's been suspicious of his sister the whole time. I mean, the first, almost the first thing we find out when he's talking about why he thinks his family's weird is he's like, ah, they're um, having sex. My parents are having sex with my sister. So I'd say that's, that's 
counters that and thinking that he relates to his sister in any way and's worried that she's growing up without him. I will say it doesn't help that discount Michael J. Fox looks nothing like a high schooler and nothing, neither does any of the other characters. I'm so glad we're all on the same page about this guy. <laughs> we got in and my girlfriend was like, is that the Back to the Future guy? And I was like, I don't know. Well, if he's been on the streets for like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. He, he came back in time. <laughs> <laughs> After going through all the Back to the Future movies, it's like, oh, I went, I didn't go far enough back. I hit 1989 instead of 85. <laughs> I'll just jump in here. I mean, I thought the same thing at first, but his name is Billy Warlock, so <laughs> maybe he did do the jump. He's got the last name. He's definitely a side character in Highlander. But, you know, I kind of get what you're saying. Uh, TV. I'm kind of in between here because Dan, you, you were just saying this movie was gross to be gross. No, I disagree. We've reviewed a movie. It was like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And Ugh. that movie is gross to be gross. There are tons of movies that are horror movies in the 2000 range from like 2000, 2010 that are just gross to be gross. And they're just awful movies. There's no point for them to be that gross. This one actually has some subtext to it. It is gross. It is kind of nasty. But it does have some meaning to the grossness, which I appreciate in a weird way. Not saying it was well done and fits with the story, because I don't think it fits in to just, you know, throw this together here at the very end, where they're all becoming one together. But... I don't know. It's it's weird. I have mixed feelings about this because I like the charm of the old practical effects. I like that it's not just super nasty to be nasty like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And I do see the the coming of age story in here. That's like the classic 80s, you know, movie trope. Especially for 80s high school movies. Oh, those are all like coming of age stories. And he's got he's got like his girlfriend, and then there's this other girl that's suddenly like piquing his interest in no better ways to put it, I guess. Um, and you know, like he never he's like scared to do the deed with her and stuff like that. Like there's some other subtext in there too, where he's like scared to be transitioned. He didn't seem very scared to me. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they're about to get down and dirty, she turns into a creepy monster and he gets scared and runs off. It's post deed, isn't it? Is it? Well, either way, it happens while he's like mid-deed then. Maybe he regrets it and whatever. Yeah. I think it still works either way for what I'm saying. So, Man, so so to counter your argument about there being some substance, um, <laughs> I just think of them shunting people and I'm like, mm, I don't know about this substance argument. <laughs> Watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Watch oh, it and then geez. we'll come back. That's just... That's the same in the same vein, then. Uh, no, no, it's not. It's just that is a movie that is disgusting to be disgusting for a shock value, which this one also does it for a shock value. I'm just saying there's like more substance to the nastiness in this one, which I do appreciate. It's not just something that's disgusting to be disgusting to try and get me to be like, oh, that's horror. No, there's some substance to it. I'm just saying, I've seen where this 
disgusting shock value can go to like the lowest point. <laughs> and this is not the lowest point. It's not even close. <laughs> I feel like it's all about intent, you know, like with Texas Chainsaw, it's very obvious that the intent was to be gross. But I feel like in this one, the director is like, look at these clever things we figured out to connect why we have to be gross. Isn't it clever? Metaphors. Ho oh, ho, the rich. They're terrible. Yeah, it sounds like you just don't like what it's selling you rather than there not being any context. I don't think it's like a good movie in terms of plot, but I do think that at least they thought there was more intent and uh, things behind it, you know? They can think that, and yes, I get the metaphor, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to say that they were clever, that I liked it, because they <laughs> tied it in very loosely. <laughs> Fair enough. I will agree. I think they think they're more clever than they actually are with this movie, and that really shows how they kind of... <laughs> Ham fist you with their message at the end. Oh. <laughs> they shunt it right up there. I would have appreciated a lot more subtlety, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, the high class, low class stuff is very much obviously that's what the message is of the movie. The main message at the very least. Like, yeah, I kind of figured that out almost immediately watching the movie. It's like, okay, I see where we're going with this. Even the name kind of gives it away a little bit, I think. Yeah. Let's just compare it to Parasite again, right? To show something else bad. That <laughs> sure, this... the, the best picture. <laughs> well, I mean, it just puts everything into perspective. Look how Parasite actually frames the higher class rich people, right? They're not bad. They're good people still. It's just they're so out of touch with the rest of us that they don't understand. I think Parasite is an unfair comparison, not only because of the fact that it came out 30 years after this movie, but Parasite is, you know, it's an amazing movie. It's number 27 in the top 250 at the time of recording this. I just looked. But it's also a, a cultural movie that is, you know, it's set in Korea, and it is making a message about the society over there. Well, it's not just about Korea, it's everywhere. Well, no, yes. I mean, you can apply it to everywhere, but it's making more of a message and a statement about that situation. And this was in 1989. It's an 80s movie making a statement about the time back then. I don't think Parasite is a very fair comparison. Just in the way that they are constructed in story structure and everything, too, it's it's not very similar. The themes are the same, but the story structure is not similar, and I don't think that's a fair comparison. This is a lot more like They Live, I think, a little bit, if you've ever seen that. It's kind of the same, similar theme of, like, the rich are controlling everything, and they might be out of this world, even, or whatever, you know, like... It's not like you think about it. It's very similar, <laughs> but um, maybe not quite as gross. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't really. That's not my favorite movie of all time either. I don't really like They Live that much. But they're both around the same era. They both are a little more heavy-handed with the themes. It was the '80s. That's kind of how the things were back then, a little bit. Fox and I were talking about this earlier, and Fox said that this was 
poor man's uh, eyes wide shut. And I definitely agree with that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time. And that may not be a fair comparison either. I mean, because... it is Stanley Kubrick. We're... How do you compare? <laughs> yeah, the parasite to Stanley Kubrick. Jeez. <laughs> They're not even really dealing with the same theme or themes there. They're very different. You know, given the precedence of Eyes Wide Shut. I mean, I don't know. When did that come out? 1999. Ten years later. So I guess, yeah, that's a rough comparison. You know, these days, I wouldn't make a sex cult movie. If you're going to make a sex cult movie, <laughs> you better come correct, man. Because Eyes Wide Shut is out there. Yeah. <laughs> you better nail it right off, out the gate. You bring up some fair points. I I can't argue with that. I would still, though, I would say that other films handle handle this subject matter a lot better and with more tact and grace than what this does. I completely agree, too, so don't, don't act like I'm defending this movie with my heart. How because... dare you defend this movie? <laughs> <laughs> right, it's not perfect by any means. I, yeah, I'll go as far as say that. It's not perfect. I'm just, I think this fits in the, for me, it's like the just okay category. I think it's ultimately forgettable if it weren't for the shunting scene. <laughs> but even still, I mean, like six months down the road, I'll probably be like, oh yeah, I watched that. And I'll only remember it because of the shunting scene. So like the shock value, you know, does kind of get the memorability and the point across, I guess. Yeah, I will say the the person who requested this was like, man, I wish I could just watch your face in the last like 15 minutes of this movie. And I was like, huh? Oh no. I was like, what is it? But he wouldn't tell me. And then I was watching, I was like, oh, I see why he wanted to see my face. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a pretty gross and pretty gnarly and there's a shunting scene. Okay. Well, it comes completely out of left field, right? I mean, that's why we brought up that. It seems like this, that was the plan and they needed to find a way to craft an actual story around it. Yeah, I wish they would have had more stuff like that interspersed without the whole movie. Because the only, like, weird, gross effects that we have are, like, people's bodies, like, turning around and, like, being at weird angles, I guess. But nothing, like, crazy like that. I would I could use a little more hints at, like, weirdness on that level, I think. I uh, read that the scene where he goes and peeps on his sister in the shower, where she's, like, got her body all contorted and twisted. That scene's only in there because the director's like, yeah, we need to put something in there earlier to build tension and stuff. That's what it felt like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can tell that's what it is. After you've watched it, you're like, oh yeah, that's only in there because we need to have some clue as to why this is happening. I did think it was interesting, the uh, the paranoia aspect of this film. I don't think it's amazingly done, but I thought it was, you know, somewhat decent. It's not... I mean, it's definitely not perfect blue. Oh, which talk about unfair comparisons. Yes, that's well. I'm saying that whole movie is about paranoia and you know mental issues and problems and stuff. And that's also like a m aspect for most of this movie is the paranoia feeling you're supposed to get, whether we all saw it coming anyways or not. I, I think it was interesting to see how this movie kind of developed that through a high school student. You know, if they were smart, they would have actually implemented some more of that into the movie. Like, is this guy going mentally nuts? Is he cracking under the stress of um, <laughs> growing up 
Yeah, we'll, we'll play in the, what Terry said about uh-huh. it. Is he cracking under the stress? Can he not take it? Is this a catcher in the rise situation that's going to occur? That would have given some more like depth to the actual film. Because I will agree with you, Mike, that the paranoia aspect is there. And it is weird and uncomfortable at times. But it's still not very good. Like it's... They could have done a lot more with it. What they have, I think it's uncomfortable, mainly because the actors and actresses don't do a great job in most of the movie. So it's just weird watching them interact. Yeah, I could use more of that too. Yeah, I did like the moments that were there with like the tape changing or whatever, and like the fake bodies and the fake murders and everything. I like the fake murders thing. The tape switching was, like, way too obvious, though. <laughs> I feel like the paranoia angle added to my confusion throughout the movie. Because it seems like there's two things going on, right? His parents and their friends and his sister are horrible monsters. And sometimes they're doing horrible monster things. But other times, he's just having paranoid hallucinations. And I feel like between the two, it kind of convolutes what's really going on, which, you know, works in a movie like Perfect Blue, where it's done well. But here, it just doesn't make any sense sometimes. I mean, like, why do both things here, whenever there really is a horrible monster? Yeah, a couple scenes that come to mind that, you know, kind of bring your point to light are one, he sees his, like, family have these weird bumps on them, and they're like, weird body contortions all the time which makes sense with the ending of the movie but one time when he's in his like therapy session he takes a bite out of a apple and sees a bunch of worms in it that was weird yeah it doesn't fit when he it's like is he going insane too at the same time because if he just saw it on the other people the people who were you know the upper class and were doing this weird uh body contortions and they eat people of the lower class it would make sense, but if he's also seeing that kind of stuff, which isn't related to that, that's like the only time in the movie that that thing happens. Exactly. That's like my whole issue. Is that like, yeah, like why go to the trouble of having weird things that are hallucinations if there really are horrible things there? Like why? Well, they want to try and throw you off, but the problem is they don't do a good job of it, so it doesn't really accomplish anything. I will say, I kind of got a kick, maybe it's like a morbid kick about the, uh, or I guess out of the therapist who was having so much of a good time, you know, about the whole shunting. He was loving it, yeah. Yeah, he's like up there beating on the door, he's like, come on out, we got a big one downstairs, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there was some funny stuff at the end, it was kind of gross funny, but it was still kind of funny with like a... The butthead joke, yeah, with the dad. That was so dumb. I that was like so out of nowhere, but I started laughing. She was just like, really? Okay. Guess I really am a butthead. I did like the therapist being like, do you need a hand? Yeah, that was kind of funny, I thought. And then the face that the bully makes when he gets shunted himself, that was pretty funny. I want to know how much like KY jelly they used in this <laughs> that scene, right? They were the original people who buy the like 150,000 gallons <laughs> of uh, <laughs> KY jelly on Amazon now, you know? 
They just go to the Ridley Scott and be like, you got any more after doing Alien that you didn't use? Oh, <laughs> He drips no. so much on the camera and the set. We need yeah. the whatever's left <laughs> There's over. a guy running around with the bucket while they're filming Alien just collecting it all. <laughs> Having to clean it up afterwards, though, that would suck. That's where his idea formed. I know what I can use this for. <laughs> Man, I'd hate to be the maid at that household. I'm just going to say, after they do their whole party at the end, oh, God, having to mop up all that, ugh. It seemed like a mess. Yeah, how'd they get all that clean? That carpet's got to be like, I'm considering that they've done this a lot. So that how's that, how's that carpet still clean? They're going to have to like replace everything down there every time they do this. They replace the lower class with mops. They're rich. They can do anything. Maybe they they take turns at each other's houses, so they have like a whole 18 years to clean their house afterwards. They better all have big mansions then, because that's a lot of people there and a big uh, thing. Oh, I'm sure they do. This movie has anything to say. I'm sure all those people, aliens, have giant mansions. They run the government, apparently. Oh, yeah, in Washington, D.C., yeah, that judge has an internship in Washington. <laughs> and he's like, hmm, it seems like the internship might have opened up again. <laughs> that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> he doesn't freak out about his friend getting shunted. He just is like, well, there's more opportunities here. <laughs> that line brings me to my thoughts about the ending of this movie. Did anybody else feel like they literally ran out of money mid-scene and were like, all right, you guys run out the door, get in the Jeep, we're cutting. Everybody pack up, we're going home. Yep. To the editing table. It felt like a weird ending, yeah. They just let them go. It just felt like mid-scene, they just, yeah, darted out of the house and left. Guess it's over. I expected them to, like, burn the house down or something, you know, like, maybe kill the evil rich people, but... Maybe that's just, a, you know, it's a unrealistic. What can the poor really do to uproot the rich? <laughs> I guess run away. That seems yep. to be effective. <laughs> go run and hide. And why does the new girl go with them if she's one of the horrible monsters? That's what I wanted to bring up. Like, that was the only positive thing I could think of was, I was like, that's an interesting, like, thing to do with that character. Not all the scary rich monsters are bad. Just some of them. Is her mother, like, the lowest of this horrible, <laughs> scary monsters? Yeah, please somebody tell me what the deal is with the mother, because I don't understand this mother situation. Does she eat people? Is she the hitman? Is she an alien? I don't know. She's a plot hole. Yeah, that doesn't tell you what the deal is with this mom. And I don't think she's a monster, because she never really does anything weird but steal people's hair. I did like when the one guy had the toupee and she was so upset. <laughs> I thought she'd just rip that off. I thought she'd like scalped him or something. That's what <laughs> I thought too. It was just this toupee and she was like, what is this? Yeah, there is weird stuff in here that doesn't really like work, I think. but I guess seeing how malleable this alien thing is, I assume they had like some kind of hive mind type thing going on so that so that makes the clarissa character more interesting because i'm like why would she i don't i don't know she's more interesting because she goes against the grain of the rest of her species yeah but they don't really ever go into it 
unfortunately. I wish they would have like delved into that a bit more, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because she tried to keep him uh, from going back because she knew it was going to happen. Granted, he she didn't tell him that, <laughs> but at least she tried to get him out, I guess. You know, I don't have much else to say about this one. Do you guys? You have heard my grievances. Well, then I think let's hit that overall presentation if nobody's got anything else. Yeah, so we got a scale that we use to rank these movies. It goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We all give a little spiel of what we think, and then we try to average out our ratings at the end. So who knows where this one will land? Hmm. Where does shunting fit on the scale? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You know, I got this interesting tape in the mail the other day. Oh, my God. (laughs) And when I listened to the recording, I was hearing deep, dark, disturbing things about the three of you. What? I don't know what you're up to, but I heard some weird stuff. But then I went to go show my landlord, and it it sounded normal. And all you guys were discussing was how Mike was going to go first. So I guess that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Man, you've been planning this for a while, haven't you? I remember this discussion. This is what we agreed on. It is true. We've been plotting for 18 years for Mad Mike to go first. <laughs> 18 years. Mike's finally going first. Oh, my gosh. All right. That was pretty clever TV. Not going to lie. Probably more clever than the way that this movie presents its themes. The only reason I'm going to remember this movie in a couple months is because of the shock factor scene at the end, which, I mean, I guess you could argue that they got their message across in a way that I'll remember, but that doesn't mean that it's good or I enjoyed watching it. I think this is definitely a pass. It's not the lowest of the low, because I've seen the lowest of the low of this uh, these movies that are like, we're just going to gross you out to gross you out. And this one actually has a little bit of substance to it, but that doesn't mean it's good. I'll definitely give this one a pass. I probably could have gone my life without seeing this movie and been just fine. You know, I'm torn. Remember back at the beginning of this whole thing when I prefaced with, I didn't hate this movie, and then I spent 40 minutes bashing on this movie? Yep, yep. (laughs) I didn't hate it. It was fine. <laughs> it was okay. You know, was it stupid? Yes. Was the plot just nonsensical? I'm just like, yeah, yeah, it is. It's terrible. It's, jeez. Wow, you're really selling me on how much you were just okay on it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I almost said I'm glad with watching it, but then I, I, I think being okay with watching it was probably more accurate. <sighs> you know, in my gut, my gut. My my totally non-malleable, staying right where it is gut <laughs> tells me that this is a pass. I'm with Mad Mike. I probably could have gone my whole life and not seen this and been just as well off for it. You know, it's got some good body horror, but there's better movies with equally as good, if not better, body horror out there. So I got a pass on this one. I'm sorry. Huh. Oh. Wow. You gonna make it? I don't know. It hurt me. It was it was hard. It was a tough choice. <laughs> Jeez. He's broken up about it. Man. Yeah, I, I, would, I never would have saw this coming. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously, this isn't like the best movie in the world. It's not perfect by any means. But I don't regret watching it either, I don't think. I think it's interesting. I think there's some layers to it. Maybe sometimes it gets a little convoluted sometimes. Maybe some of the plot lines don't make a lot of sense. 
the end scene obviously is the highlight. It's just so disgusting and gnarly and weird. But there's also some kind of funny moments at the end too, some like dark humor that I was actually kind of chuckling a little bit at. I think I'm going to give it a watch it. Uh, it's not my favorite movie ever, but I thought it was interesting. It's kind of a, a weird movie that it seems like something that I might just randomly pick up one day and watch. So check it out if you dare, I guess, if gore and stuff doesn't gross you out. Weird body horror. You know, I like body horror movies a lot. Um, it's cool seeing what can be done with good practical effects. And this movie has good practical effects, but that's about all it has going for it. There's an art to doing body horror correctly, and this movie does not achieve that or come close to it. So it results in it just being a gross, nasty film for the most part. Yeah, there's a theme in there that's hammered home, but, I mean, I'm not here to have that hammered into my head. I'd much rather watch something like Parasite that's going to get the message across with more tact and with more grace. It'll actually leave me thinking about the actual message they're trying to get across, as opposed to thinking about how much I disliked the elongated, drug-out, nasty body horror scenes in this. If you look at other body horror movies, this is something I just thought of, too. They keep the shots of the actual creature to a minimum to increase the shock value, and because it fits in with the story and therefore makes it more impactful. This movie doesn't do that because it's like, we want to gross you out with our nasty body horror. And it makes it worse because of that, because you just don't want to be watching what's on the screen instead of being horrified and repulsed, but still a little curious because you don't get that huge glimpse behind the curtain for a while. So it fails on a body horror level, and it fails on a storytelling level, as I brought up in the review. Yeah, comparing it to Parasite might be not fair, but after watching this movie, I don't really care, because it didn't care about my time either. This is a definite burn it for me, and it's going to go in the category of movies that I wish I hadn't seen. It's going to go in there with Hellraiser too. They both deal with this weird, they have this weird sex undertone thing behind it all. It's just nasty. It shouldn't be. <laughs> I don't think it should be addressed like that. Personally, and they're just gross movies to be gross, honestly. Yeah, this, don't watch this, please. <laughs> There's a reason this is not more widely known, and it should stay like that. Well, I think that hits in the pass it range for Run the Real. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I hate to pass on a request because obviously somebody has watched it. I want to recommend it, you know. I'm Again, I'm like TV. I don't regret it, you know. It's definitely not for everybody, that's for sure. I got a, I got a question. Terry, what was your face when you watched the last 15 minutes? <laughs> well, I mean... Our requester wants to know. <laughs> If I had to describe it in an audio medium, um, I guess <laughs> my mouth was agape, <laughs> gasping a little Oh, but I kind of got over it because it goes on for a while. But at the first time, it starts to get really gnarly, and they're like digging into that one guy. I was pretty grossed out. It was gross. Ugh. 
I might have made like like Ugh, noises here and there. But. <laughs> He's making noises. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for the request. Even if yeah, we didn't all love it. it you know, we're, at least we're telling our opinions on it. That's what we're here for. So yeah, yeah. Even if we don't like, it, please, please request it. You know, we we love to watch these movies and talk about well them for, for your enjoyment. <laughs> we may not enjoy watching it, but we we love talking about these movies. So. Keep them coming. Yeah. And if you've got like thoughts or anything on like, maybe we got something wrong, you think, or you want to send us your opinion on the movie, maybe we missed something or you disagree strongly about it. You can send us like an email or something and we could maybe read on the show. I don't know. That might be a fun thing to do if we get requests, but. What are your thoughts on society? Yeah. I'm curious. I want to hear. Tell us on Twitter, please. (laughs) Yes. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I'd like that too. Get some dialogue with us. We'd love it. What are society's thoughts on this one? Ooh, yes, yes. (laughs) If you do want to get in touch with us, uh, you can hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at RunTheReal, or you can even email us at RunTheRealPodcast at gmail.com. Either way is good. Just hit us up. Let us know your thoughts. Send us a telegram, because that's things people were doing in the 1980s. You could record an audio memo and send it to us in an email. Send us a nice fax. Oh, yeah. Send a raven over. Why Ooh, not? Ooh, yes. Do yes. that. All right, boys. So what are we doing next week? New category? Yeah, I think we're going to do a new one. You know, the last review we did was a samurai movie, and I think we all want more of that. <laughs> that movie was so good. Hard to argue <laughs> with that. So we're doing samurai movies, and... I'm picking first with The Sword of Doom. Ooh, I've been wanting to watch this. This was a blind buy from Criterion, and I have never watched it, so... Man, I remember you (laughs) buying it. I remember us drunkenly ranting about how we were gonna watch it. Yes, (laughs) so excited to watch it. The the name alone, like, sold me. I didn't even, like, yeah, I was just like, that name is just so epic, I'm just gonna buy it, because... I mean, what more do you need, even? You got the name right there, I mean. I know nothing about this movie. I looked it up enough to know that we could rent it, and that was it. (laughs) So I know nothing about it. I'm excited, yeah. I've been meaning to watch it for a while, but it'll be good to start brushing up on these samurai movies. It's something I've been lacking in for a while, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get into this. Well, be sure to tune in next week. Um, We're going to be starting a new series, and that'll be pretty exciting. That should be fun um, to listen to as well. I know we're excited to get into it. Dan just posted like 50 movies in our chat that we can pick from. So (laughs) He's been waiting for this day. Dan has been, you know, creating a list. I'm sure he's got a list. These are just suggestions of samurai movies that are out there that can be picked. You find something else, by all means. These are just suggestions. Like, if any of them sound interesting, here's a list. If we got nothing else to pick from, I guess we may be, you know, constrained by what we can actually watch. We've ran into that before, especially in our dinosaur category, surprisingly enough. But mm-hmm. be sure to tune in next week to see what antics we get up to and what we watch. But, well, thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. This is Run the Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.